1: This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we
0: got a fight
1: started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Round 2. Who this? What's going on? It's Nick Alberga. That was pretty much my weekend, still living off the cast of uh, Saturday Night. My goodness, it was tremendous. It's Nick Alberga, Jay Rosehill, the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take following a series victory. Jay Rosehill, do you realize we're one for one? This show came together in October, and uh, I guess we ignited this Leafs series victory here. How are you, buddy?
0: Oh, I am good. Yeah. I mean, we got to take credit for that. Obviously, we put this thing together and away they go, right? It's uh, a pretty easy uh, thing to figure out. But uh, man, it's good to have a couple days to recover from that. I can't imagine what it's like in T.O., man. Is the place just rocking, buzzing the whole weekend or what?
1: recovery is the word and i should give a shout out to our sponsors botano and skip before we get underway here on Leafs morning take but yeah like recovery is the word and i know we're getting set for game one against florida coming up on tuesday night but saturday night was a fest you know me i finished up my post game duties at theleafsnation.com headed right out in the town i tried to hit six bars for the number of games in the series i only got up to four because it was mayhem and some bars quite frankly didn't want to let us in, but there were long, long waits. You got to pull some strings, but man, the city is on fire. It reminded me a lot. I know you were in here. It reminded me a lot of the night the Toronto Raptors won the NBA championship. Like that's the only comp I have that, that night was probably wilder, but I would anticipate as we keep going here in the Stanley cup playoffs, it's going to get crazier and cazier crazier on King street West.
0: Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, it just puts into perspective, like what it's been like for, for Leafs nation for that long to have. The teams they've had the players they've had the hopes they've had the statistical advantages they've had over teams and series and playoffs and they just in so many different ways just find a way not to get it done and the heartbreak and the you know embarrassment at a lot of the times this outfit's just the biggest most passionate hockey franchise base of, of fans that there is and to go through that for so long, it's just to finally win one, it's just uh, it's pretty incredible to listen to and to watch and to see it happen. And, you know, good on them. They've got the team this year. They're going well. I think they're gelling. And, uh, you know, we haven't even touched on the fact that we thought it'd be damn hard <laughs> to get by Tampa if we did to get the uh. second round or to Boston. Sorry. And they're out, man. What an absolute
1: shocker. And your buddy who called you a career hatchet, man, I don't know if you caught his call of the Carter Verhage OT winner in Game 7. Nothing hits differently than a Boston Bruins loss in Game 7 after that fan base has tormented us for the past, what, 15 years? And for that to happen to them, it was 3-1. You blew it. You choked. And Jack Edwards had to call the OT winner. I loved it, man.
0: Yeah, too cool, man. The Florida just took them by surprise and – it's crazy, man. It shows that the, the playoffs are a different beast. Like, how do you be that dominant in the regular season? And then you get so many cracks at the Florida Panthers and you just can't get it done. They just got put on their heels and and couldn't find any traction. And it's wild what happens in a seven-game series. And uh it seems like we're seeing a lot of that lately with, you know, big upsets and head scratchers and whatever you want to call it. But uh, crazy things going down in round one. But Florida Panthers, Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, second round it's a big deal man it's it was after that after that game uh game five loss i was just like i still had solid hope i thought we'd do well down in yeah. tampa but i was just like this is an ugly feeling man and the closer you get to that game seven where you know we've talked about it, it would be a coin flip in game seven it's anybody's game you get a good bounce here or there someone stands on their head whatever you don't know what to expect in game seven you're kind of uh at the mercy of the hockey gods and. To go to that place then and then to think about this could happen again was was ugly, ugly feeling, man. And I mean, it's all too familiar for Leafs fans and for people that have been following this outfit for so long. So to see them pull it off and get it done and Johnny T and the way they figured
1: it out was uh, just huge relief for everybody. Yeah, the worst part is that it rained all weekend. So there was just like this ominous cloud around this city and this team and they persevered again in overtime. We're going to get to the story. Remember to subscribe tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401. If you're watching right now and are not subscribed, that's how you can subscribe or quite frankly, just click that subscribe button at the Leafs Nation 401. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast, just search Leafs Morning Take. As I mentioned, don't forget to visit the LeafsNation.com who is uh, ramping up its coverage. Of course, as we head into round two for the first time in 19 years, 2004, the last time the Maple Leafs took part in a second round series. And, if you have thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, we're up to 119 people right now concurrently viewing this show. Give us your thoughts, your feelings on on the first round against Tampa. Finally, winning a series, the array of emotions. What would you do to celebrate? And uh, your thoughts on moving forward to take on the Florida Panthers? You could drop us a line in the chat down below. We'll get to it in about 15 minutes or so. But for now, let's get over the boards. The cherry on top, Rosie, for me, to this whole thing all, the local product, he came home, he left Long Island, the captain, he ends up scoring the winner. I thought that was very apropos, man.
0: Yeah, it was fitting, right? It's fitting that the leader, or the guy that, uh, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, and you're playing on this team and you're not winning, you're going to take criticism and heat, and you don't have to look very far to anyone to have anything to do with the Toronto Maple Leafs. There'll be people Nasing and calling them out and dragging them down. And it's it's no it's nothing new to that organization or people that play on it. It's it's one of the things that makes it difficult to play there. And for a guy like him to, you know, put himself in that position to take, you know, so much heat and you know, was he in the prime of his career or not? It kind of looks like it now. But um, you know, he's not getting younger and to leave where he was in Long Island and to come home to that market and to wear that captain. It's uh it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure for him and a lot on his shoulders, but you know, it was up to him and he decided he wanted to take that on. He wanted to be part of something and and be a you know be a leader on that team to get something special done and to get over that hump. And it was no small task that he took on. So very fitting that he spun that puck around. Like they say back in the day, those Don Cherry videos just put it on net in overtime. And he did that, it bounces off a skate and just jubilation through the whole goddamn Leafs Nation. Man, I couldn't believe it, man.
1: Couldn't believe it. Good for him and absolutely fitting that it was their captain getting it done. And I thought the TV crew to that point did a tremendous job of getting all the reactions, whether it was Samsonov, Dubis, and Spezza. That bromance has been brewing. Sheldon Keefe, as you see on your screen right now, uh, the Marner reflection, the Matthews one, uh, the dismay there from Andre Vasilevsky, like the camera work was Look at the factor on the bench. It's going nuts. He understands what this means. <laughs>
0: Oh, he's the dude, isn't he? Like, uh, you just wait this series. He's going to be a big, big part of it. Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, it's just, we talked about it before the playoffs, man. Like, these guys have put some pieces in place. And when you get down, when you get up, when when you're at home, when you got a lead, when you blew a lead, like, all the things that can happen in a seven-game series, you got these different players and this different personnel to to step up in the different times and you know whether that's Shen or, or Morgan Riley or Matthews your goaltender your leader the, or the Ryan O'Reilly's that that you just got the pieces in place man and, and they show that they can get it done now they just got to find fire and, and catch heat here and just start rolling through these playoff games because I think they've got the team that that is well-rounded enough they can get this thing done man and you know sky's the limit for them now that they got that monkey off
1: their back It's funny you bring that up, man. You start to get the feeling, I think, especially in the first round. You see the way they got the job done. I think we could both agree. Tampa, probably the better team in the series, but that's, you know, very often it happens where the team who isn't the best team ends up winning. And that's why the Stanley Cup playoffs are tremendous. Timeliness of the goals, right? You score three different times in three different OTs in Tampa. One of the hardest buildings to win in in the last five years in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And again, for John Tavares to score that goal, but the timeliness of the goals gives you that feeling. And on top of that, they're getting the goaltending. Like Elias Samsonov probably played his best game as a Maple Leaf when it mattered most. And that for me just fires me up knowing what's, head, what's ahead for this Maple Leafs team.
0: Yeah, I mean, the outlook is good. It's positive. Um, I'm going to talk about Sammy's, Sammy next segment here. And uh, yeah. it's it's a well, well-rounded team. And, um, you know, my MVP for that series is, is Samsonov. I, I took a look at, you know, Marner, I thought seriously about Austin Matthews. I mean, a guy that has had so much expectations uh, to perform, especially in the playoffs. You know, last year with what he did in the in the regular season, scoring so many goals, showing that he's one he's one of the best players in the world, then the expectation's too well. You better translate that to the playoffs and hasn't quite been able to get it done, at least get over that hump. And, you know, he stepped up big too when we needed some big goals and, um, you know, was was definitely a force and showed that he was taken upon himself to, to do what's expected. But I just can't not pick Ilya Samsonov in this series. Uh, I just feel like back in certain amount of times you just don't have that confidence in the crease behind you. And every time, you know, there's a rush or an odd man rush or a chance in the slot before and, in in playoff series with with the Toronto Maple Leafs, it just hasn't gotten that big save. You just haven't been able to rely on it. It's just kind of, you look up the rafters after a goal and, oh, I wish I had that back. And you just have that too many times in the playoffs. You're just not going to get that fourth win. You're not going to get it done. And this year, it seems like they've got some of that. He steps up, like you say, in the biggest game of the year and stands on his head. Out duels Vasilevsky. Every reason in the world to kind of crack and have a bit of pressure. And people said he couldn't be good in the playoffs because he wasn't in couple of years when he's 20 what hardly anything in uh in Washington and I just don't put stock into that he was ready he looked poised all year it looked like he was our guy and he proved it there especially in game six and and got the job done it's unbelievable
1: I can't disagree with you having said that my series MVP was a guy we talked about a lot throughout the season Morgan Riley man that by far his best stretch of games as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs and that's in high court of course he's had a really marvelous career thus far as a Maple Leaf but six games, three goals, five assists, eight points. First and foremost, I got to give a lot of credit to Luke Shen. I thought he has been a instrumental or played an instrumental role, I should say, in uplifting Morgan Riley, Very similar to what he did with Quinn Hughes earlier this year. I don't think Luke Shen will ever get enough credit for the way he's played throughout this season. I thought he was so poised in this series and I thought he allowed Morgan Riley to do his thing. So it's like a Batman and Robin type situation. But to that point, Morgan Riley's at his best, and he has his most when 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 he talk about confidence when he's providing and scoring. and again, he was in on the winning goal. Like it seemed like every pivotal goal for the Leafs in this series, Morgan Riley was within what three feet of the puck.
0: yeah, it's nice. like for a change, some guys are like you know, in the news because of what they were doing aggressively, offensively. You know confidently as opposed to it's kind of like well this guy wasn't good enough and this guy kind of mm-hmm. seemed to be on his heels and he looked a little nervous and he was running around kind of panicking a bit and it's, it seems different this year these guys want the puck they're they're on their toes going give me it give me the puck get into those areas and like you say he's just in on everything and you know with him and shenner back there they ying and yang each other pretty good you're starting to figure out who complements each other and uh guys are just stepping up which you just need to do if you're a good team and seems like this outfit's doing that you know um more than one guy is doing it and we're kind of heading in the right direction we're peaking and you know if you get all of this firepower and all
1: of this character on on the same roster firing on all cylinders i mean look out the best part about this as mentioned they haven't played their best hockey yet right there's been bits and pieces where the leafs have looked like the least but the fact that you boast that type of roster, haven't played your best game, and you took down a team that's been to three consecutive Stanley Cup finals, you have to feel pretty damn good as you move on to the third round. And as mentioned, that was the other big shocker of the weekend outside from Seattle beating the Colorado Avalanche. But like, I don't know if people gave the Kraken as much as respect as they should have. Only nine point different in the standings. But for Florida to do that, down 3-1 in that series, to set up the Leafs and Panthers, I for one wasn't even fathoming the... Ability for the Leafs to have home ice in the first round. Yeah, here we are. Two uh, Tuesday and Thursday. It'll be Game One and Two against the Panthers. I think home ice is massive. We talked about that a lot throughout this year, but the opponent as well. Taking nothing away from Florida, they've been on fire. They've been excellent. And the the irony of this whole thing is that all this Rosie started that night late in the season in Toronto. If you do recall, I do think it was Brandon Montour who either tied it late or scored the OT winner, but. Florida was dead to rights, man. They weren't going to make the Stanley Cup playoffs. And the irony of the fact that that game got them on a run to get here to take on that Maple Leafs team who gave it up to them.
0: Yeah, too crazy, man. I mean, Florida's story of the last year and a half has been pretty wild. I mean, from going from unprecedented success to uh, getting swept and, and losing early and having their own choke, so to speak, in in last yeah. year's playoffs and then this year to to barely make it and squeak in and look like they might miss the bloody playoffs to knocking off one of the greatest teams statistically in the regular season in NHL history and, and to knock them off. I remember when they got their first win in that series and I was going, holy smokes, they got one on Tampa. I mean... That's good. Uh, maybe a gentleman's sweep. Or maybe they can get two and make them, you know, a little bit uh, a little bit nervous maybe and see if they can shake them a little bit. And lo and behold, they do that. And then just the Boston Bruins just looked human all of a sudden. I mean, Allmark wasn't getting it done the way you thought he was going to. Uh, they just didn't have what they had all series long. And it's funny in this game of hockey where you think you can have it, but it's not like a, a tennis player where, you know, you just kind of, are what you are. There's, there's. You just don't know what to expect. Twenty guys can be pulling in the right direction, or twenty guys can be kind of pulling each other apart. And it's just, it's a tough to play a team game uh, that's this fast. This game that we love, especially in the playoffs. And it just goes to show that anything can happen, man. I think we're in do in for a, a wild series here. It's not going to be easy um there's going to be some battles there's going to be some tough losses there's going to be some uh some questioning some panic on both sides it's going to be a hell of a ride and at the end of the day you know uh the Leafs just have to worry about themselves bring their best best game start on time like we've been saying and and try to try to not have that you know a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde with this team this first round here they they can play a little bit of a stinker, you know, like in game one. And I think that had to do with some nerves maybe. And then game two, just come out and absolutely dominate. And it's just two different teams out there. And they need to figure out how to, how to play that solid team where, where you got your game. You got to be able to figure out how to do that for as close to 60
1: minutes as you can in the playoffs. In theory, the monkeys should be off the back of the Leafs. And that's why I, not, not, not to say that I expect them to play pressure free hockey, but to a degree, I think they're going to play a bit more open and, Finally, they comprehend and understand what it takes to finally win a series. And you get that monkey off your back. It should ignite this team a bit, at least my feeling. I think you look at the Florida perspective. They've been playing playoff hockey for pretty much the last month. Matthew Kachuk has been everything. I wonder if he could be a Hart Trophy finalist. We know McDavid's going to win that award, but he has been everything to that franchise. I'm looking forward to the shift-disturber battle in the series, whether it's Michael Bunting or Matthew Kachuk. I referenced Brandon Montour from nearby nearby Hartford, Brantford, Ontario, the home of Wayne Gretzky. Seven games, five goals, eight points. He's had a breakout season, and he had 73 points this year. He has been tremendous. He's been incredible. I think you look specifically at the way the Panthers like to manufacture their offense. It comes from the back end, whether it's Ekblad, whether it's Montour, Gustav Forsling. I think it's going to be a very offensive-minded series, and the first team to play defense could actually win this series. That's how I feel. Sergei Bobrovsky, finds a way late in that series after Alex Lyons starts it. And again, we all know about Samsonov. We know about Toronto defensively. I think it's the team who can figure things out, you know, the quickest defensively, I think, finds a way to win this series.
0: Yeah, and I mean, our Ds looked pretty pretty good. I feel like we're as deep as we've ever been. We got a good mix of things we were talking
1: about. No, I was just just going to say, I think it's hilarious that a guy comes out of the lineup and you let one goal in a game seven. It's weird how that works, eh? Dude, like let's talk about that. I it's just like
0: to have this organization be where they are right now and then just have this befuddling question mark of one particular player and I I feel bad. I've played the game and it was always annoying when media would would rip on a guy kind of and it would be like Do you not know that's a person kind of thing? Like, I understand that point of it. But our job is to break down what's going on. And I've heard that Justin Hall's a good guy, and he's well-liked in that locker room, and they receive him well, and that's all great and and dandy. But we're talking about this hockey team and and what they're trying to do that's, that's bigger than one player. And how they haven't taken him out of the lineup before that was was so head-scratching when, you know, just defensively as breakdowns are just so costly and when every goal is so meaningful at this point in the series and you can literally track the stats, look at the tape, it, it comes down to one player consistently and they just have refused to address it for whatever reason, we don't know, but finally they take that out of the lineup And all of a sudden that that gaping hole in the back end is, is kind of closed in 11 and seven. I didn't mind do anything you can just to prevent that breakdown from happening on that one side with that one player, every bloody shift or heartbreaking goal where you look and go, there it is again. And, you know, they made that adjustment and they looked a hell of a lot better. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, again, I've learned not to count our chickens with, uh, with the lineup decisions here because they just don't seem to be consistent and they don't always seem to, to make a lot of sense. So we'll see where they go with game one here against Florida. But uh, that back end absolutely looked better and more solid and crisper than it did before they made
1: that personnel change. The only change I would make would be going back to the conventional 12 and six, but I would keep Lilligren in and I would take Gustafson out. And that's your sixth defense right now. Justin Hall's out. I think you win game seven. You prove you can do it without Justin Hall in the lineup and you advance accordingly. Like We're going to see lineup changes throughout this series against the Florida Panthers. And I think you either put obviously Lafferty or Zach Aston Reese in the lineup. I don't think it has to be a difficult decision. I see, I thought it was a gutsy call to do that in game six, but I think moving forward, that's probably the best strategy in my world.
0: I would think so. I don't mind it at all. I like, it was just hard to see, you know, some of those tough breakdowns, some of those tough goals get scored on one particular player. And you're looking there and Lilligren's just sitting up there healthy as a horse, chomping at the bit, ready to get in there. And, uh, you know, he's proved he can be effective and can be exactly what they need and just play solid for them. You just need someone to play solid in that role. And uh, it wasn't happening there throughout some of those, some of those losses. So, Nice, they sorted that out. I, I'm fine. I didn't even mind the 11 and 7. I it was hard to actually pay yeah. attention to that yeah. with you know what guys, what stars They're they're, they're throwing down there to those bottom two uh, forwards and and mixing the the line change up that way. I'm not sure if the guys like it or not, but nonetheless, they've proved they can win with with both uh, both trains of thought with the lineup there. And I agree, Lilligren's the guy that needs to stay in regardless if they go 11 and 7 or not.
1: Hey, did you see their limiting ticket sales uh, at the FLA uh, Live Arena in Sunrise to U.S. residents? I still think Le- Leafs fans know how to do this by now. Like, you, you know some people. You talk to some-, some scalpers. That's the best part about this series is we're going to see Leafs Nation take over the opposition barn, which you never see in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like, if this was in Boston, man, it would be tough to get tickets. I, I think Leafs fans are going to be all over that building, including maybe yours truly.
0: Yeah, I know. I saw that, and I'm going, wow! They're they're scared, man. They do not want their <laughs> yeah. barn packed full of blue and white. And uh, I don't know. We'll see how much they can prevent that from happening. Uh, the secondary market will probably take over, but um, nonetheless, I think there's going to be a lot of fans wearing blue and white trying to make their way down there. Um, <laughs> it's just so funny playing for the Leafs and and being around them. How many rinks you go down south, whether they're snowbirds mm-hmm. or uh, you know different Canadian teams where. When the Leafs score, especially on TV, it's like, you know, it's tough to decipher which team the home team or not scored because you have so many fans in the building and they can get loud. And it's like the most diehard fans go down and travel to go and watch that team on the road. So it's like the loudest ones, it's not the suits sitting there entertaining uh, some board member down in the platinum seats. It's the real hardcore fans that that make the trip and and maybe don't get to see that many Leafs games themselves. So they're extra jacked up. And I would just love it if this barn and Sunrise was absolutely packed full of blue and white, however they're
1: going to make it happen. Oh, I would love that. Just a home game on the road in the Stanley Cup playoffs, in round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs, in a matchup nobody expected in the Leafs and the Florida Panthers here in the Atlantic Division to Um, get a winner in this division. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. And Rosie, we're on a bit of a roll. I think we've hit a couple in a row here, so we're going to try to keep the momentum going on this Monday. Just one game remaining in round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's happening in Newark. The Devils hosting the New York Rangers. You see on your screen. I like the roadside for a variety of reasons, so I'm taking a sniff at the New York Rangers plus money. Maybe the uh, under five and a half in that game as well. I do think this time of year, experience wins out to a degree. And of note, data is data. Six of the seven teams that have advanced to round two have done it on the road. So give me the New York Rangers in game seven tonight. How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I don't mind it. I've kind of had my eye on the Rangers being solid in the playoffs here this year. And it uh, it's kind of surprising. No one talks about the Devils. I mean, they had they're better good. numbers and they're a, just a good team. And they've hung in there in this playoff series to get it to game seven and uh I don't know what it is about the Rangers everyone just seems to think they're better and uh I I I like that play I mean I think they got to finally step up and and win this game i don't think they've played that series as well as they would have wanted to and i don't think we've seen their best stuff so i mean if they bring it i don't mind that bet at all the rangers i've thought from the get-go are going to be deadly but uh you know it's it's a it's a tough pick because those those devils are kind of underrated man and people don't give them enough credit but it should be a good game regardless
1: very, very pesky team. Uh, producer Alex just put up a poll on the YouTube page right now. Who wins game seven? About 30 votes in. 64% say Rangers. 38% say New Jersey Devils. The analytics darling New Jersey Devils. Who, that series has been just so crazy. And the road team has really, really been successful. With the exception, of course, of the New York Rangers figuring things out. And obviously the Devils the last couple games. And we'll see how much of a, a toll Home Ice has in that series, right? Um, I think moving forward. Uh, that's going to be a big topic of conversation. I, mem- I mentioned everything about the first round and the home side. Really, really struggling for some weird reason. But nonetheless, we look forward to Game 7 tonight. The winner will take on the Carolina Hurricanes in Round 2. Lighter Juice rates in. Leafs and 6. That seems to be the consensus in the chat today as we get set for Game 1 against Florida coming up tomorrow. Uh, PS17 rates in. Great goaltending, Trump Saul. We may not have been the best team at times, but we didn't give up, and that's what Uh, you know about this that's what's new about the version of this Leafs team that we're watching right now urban droid rights in go Leafs go Uh, I Brubaka, great name morning gents appreciate the stream you are welcome looking forward to this series fellas and uh, you know I just think in general I it's gonna be so unique and fascinating because you have new blood right every year it seems to be the same old teams Tampa Boston now that you have a lot of teams that haven't won in, in a long, long time or haven't won period or getting together here when it matters most.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It looks like a bit of a shakeup here in the league. I mean, yeah. you know, the lightning have fallen. Uh, everyone's picked to win the whole cup. Boston is, uh, is done in the first round. You know, the defending Stanley cup champions in the West there with the avalanche, they got knocked out last night and uh, it's just a new look for, for everybody. And and that's fine. That's probably a welcome change, especially for Leafs fans. But um, you know, I I just think that, you know, I touched on it the other night, I think. But, you know, this series, it's it's not going to be perfect. We're not going to sweep our way to the Stanley Cup Finals. There's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. And, you know, you saw it a little bit when that series got tightened up to 3-2. I mean, the Maple Leafs have a 3-1, you know, stranglehold on the series. They, what, are they going to get it done and win, win four straight on, on that team? Highly unlikely. They lose one. And, I mean, it was freaking mayhem, panic, meltdown, central on on Twitter and what you hear from the fans. And here we go again, and I'm sick of this bullshit and I'm just ready to, I knew I didn't put any, fa-. it's like, my God, you guys, these guys aren't perfect. No team is, there's no one that goes deep in the playoffs that doesn't have to grind and battle and get character wins and and lose and learn lessons and have tough losses and games you should have won, you might not, and you gotta stick with this team. If you believe in this team, no one knows if they're gonna do it or not. That's why we play to find out. Stick by your team, be supportive, be pumped for this team uh be devastated when they lose but the negativity of I knew this it's like no one knew anything no one knows what's going to happen in the future with this team but ride with them and, and be a good fan and I think that it's I mean you got people are chirping back saying hey man you don't know what it's like to 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 get hurt this many times I mean you got to protect yourself it's like that's fine and dandy but hey the monkeys off the back the, the curse is lifted whatever the hell you want to call it we got a good team here now through the highs and lows, I just I just would like to ride with them, stay positive, man, and see if we can get something special done.
1: Yeah, let's not lose sight of the ultimate curse, right? And that's 1967, the last time the Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup. Uh, don't get me wrong, really, really excited. They won a series for the first time in 19 years, but that's the real curse in my world. And speaking of which, did you see the two batting favorites right now, Rosie, going in round two to win the Stanley Cup are both Canadian teams. You heard that right. Canadian team hasn't won the cup since 1993. So we're looking at 30 years and it's Edmonton and Toronto atop the betting charts right now, but
0: that's wild. I didn't see that actually. I knew there yeah. was, you know, as good a possibility ever for, uh, uh, both Canadian team finals, but, uh, I didn't know they were the betting favorite in, uh, in Vegas. That's interesting, man. I, uh, just makes even more excited to watch this. I can't wait for uh game one to see how it goes. I just, uh, I feel like these guys are kind of going to kind of have a new lease on life now that they're not, um, you know, now that they're not their expectations aren't through the roof. Now that there's not so many naysayers. Now that there's not so many people saying we've seen this before, and I'm not getting my hopes up with this guy, and blah blah blah. And it's like finally all that's behind them. Now no one knows what to expect. They haven't been in this position in 20 years. So this new team that that looks pretty good is going to go off and, and see what they can get done with a whole lot more freedom on
1: their mind. I imagine. All I can ask for is just don't shit the bed in game one, like last round. Like it seems like a long, long time ago, but the Leafs came out and just were pumped. And I understand we're all jacked up, we're all fired up, but just ride the momentum of the last series. And and that's I don't want to call it a concern, but I wonder how the Leafs come out following the emotions of the last seventy-two hours. It happens a lot in pro sports. I I, I don't want to be I don't want to see a bit of a sag. You know, I want to keep things going here.
0: Yeah, I think they're smarter than that. I don't think anything. You know, about their interviews or the way they spoke would, yeah. would suggest that they're getting too high off of that win. Yeah, they know they they know that I I think that win was more important to the fans than it was to the guys in that in that room. They yeah, got, I don't know they about got that. their eyes I don't on know they, about that. <laughs> they got their eyes on big prizes, man. And there's so much relief from from the fans that have been following this outfit for a long time because all the guys on that team, no matter how long they've been here, haven't been suffering for 25 years or 70 years or whatever you want to call it. Um, like the, the diehard fans have, but um, I was actually kind of looking forward to this team being an underdog against Boston because I mean, if you look at their stats through the season, like when they're when their backs are kind of up against the wall, when they're playing difficult teams, they seem to bring their best stuff, and when they have high expectations and are expected to win a game or a series. Um, they seem to come out flat. I mean, look how many times they've lost to, mm-hmm. you know, Chicago and Columbus and, and Phoenix. And it's just like, man, when this team's expected to do well, they don't seem to bring their good stuff. And I wanted to see them with their back against the wall because all these bad losses and and series losses seem to be against teams where they're expected to win and then they have that big ball drop. So... Nonetheless, uh, I think, obviously, they're still going to be favored against Florida here. But, you know, mentally, you just got to regroup and, and see if you can bring your, your best stuff on, on game one to start the puck and set a precedent for this series to say, hey, Florida, good job against Boston. You, you caught some lightning in a bottle there and did something special. But it's going to be done for you after this next week and a half. And, and hopefully they shut the door on these guys, too. But I can't wait for it to get started.
1: It is the ultimate war of attrition. Uh, some programming notes as well. No Rosie tomorrow, but I'll have Adam Edge Copeland on. Once again, you saw him on Hockey Day in Canada. He ventured out to the, the last couple of games in Tampa for that series. A big-time Lease fan. So he's going to join me coming up tomorrow. And Rosie, you're going to have another uh, rousing edition of Three Hits with Rosie where you're going to preview Game 1 coming up tomorrow night, right?
0: Yeah, you betcha. You I'll send that off, and uh, yeah, man, we are—it's crazy. There's no, no, no rest for anybody, right? Like you get a couple of days here, and then boom, right into round two. I always surprises me of how quick that comes around. So it'll be, uh, it'll be exciting. I, I just love the fact that the excitement continues, man. This this team's going for a little roll, and you know, man, the worst fears—they didn't come true. This is the this is the year we're gonna do something kind of special here, and hopefully, it all starts tomorrow night.
1: Tremendous stuff. Uh, By the way, the poll very, very close. And I should also mention our friends over at Skip. Um, We're happy to tell you about Mitch's Dishes by Skip using the promo code TLN15 and the Skip the Dishes app. You get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's Dishes. Please note that this offer is exclusive to Skip. Additionally, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Marner Assist Fund to combat food insecurity. Again, that promo code is TLN15 for $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's dishes. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great.
0: Did somebody say skip?
1: And uh, we'll leave it on that. We said skip. And the poll also says New York Rangers, 52%. New Jersey Devils, 48%. So we look forward to game seven tonight. And Rosie, we look forward to three hits coming up tomorrow, man. Game one, round two. Let's get after it, buddy.
0: Sounds good to me. Here we go.
1: There you have it, Jay Roseville. Many thanks to everybody in the chat. For the first time ever, we have hit 400 concurrent viewers. Uh, This show is smashing it. We have all you to thank for that. So let's keep things hot as we get set for round two. The Leafs and Panthers coming up tomorrow. Don't forget, once again, Adam Edge-Copeland will drop by. This has been another edition of Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Roseville. Take care.